everybody. Welcome back to Backstage Banters. Once again, we took a little hiatus for the holidays, but we are back. <laughs> like so dirty. we did a we had to do a little layoff. We, everyone does a layoff after Nutcracker. It's how we roll. And yeah. we did that and we lived our lives. We did live our lives. Um, and it is now January. Um, so we recorded happy a, New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Sean. How was your New Year's and your Christmas? Well, Christmas, I did Nutcracker. So it that's was fine. True. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that was like, whatever. And then... It was very pleasant. It was like it was very peaceful, like because I had two one show on Christmas Eve and then I had Christmas Day and then we were done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, That's it good. was fine. We stayed here Christmas Eve. We st- we got Chinese food and we sat and watched um, Christmas Vacation uh-huh. with Chubby Chase. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I haven't First either. <laughs> really? Mm-mm. Okay, I will say it's kind of a fun movie. It's like one of Paul's favorites. Like his favorite holiday movie. So we watched it because he was like, have you never seen I guess their family watched it all the time growing up. Mm. So I recommend it. Cool. It was very pleasant. It was very much for what I was watching. I'm like, oh, this is definitely the late 80s. <laughs> Dated. <laughs> like not, not in a like not a bad way. It's just like I was like, oh, that definitely is a late 80s businessman scene. <laughs> um but it was fun. It was it was nice. And then Christmas Day, we went over to his grandma's house, like with nice. his family. Nice. Because I couldn't fly home for the day. No. And then I saw through Instagram, you went to Hawaii. I did. Uh, we went. Uh, I grew up. Oh, my God. This is the <laughs> most like privileged sounding thing possible. But I swear it's not like that. But you know what? If you're privileged, as long as you're not brat about it, live your best life. Um, I grew up. With, you know, with a place over in, in Maui because mm-hmm. my parents have three kids. So we couldn't stay in hotels or resorts. It was too expensive. Mm. So my parents, like, we were picking one location and that is where we will always go with the three kids. And because Hawaii and Seattle are so close. That's true. That was our thing. So we went to Maui where my place is at because everything is so expensive right now. I to know. fly and travel that we were... We weren't going to go. And then the prices one morning dropped. And we were like, well, I guess we're going because we don't have to pay for lo- like lodging. Right. And we can go to Safeway and Costco there and just eat at the condo and save money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did. I, we went to Maui and it was just, it was really fun. Um, we actually did things I've never done before yet there. That's why I like going over there so much. You, I can keep on exploring things I, I have not done. So we did a bunch of new hikes, which was cool. Because uh, Paul is like you, and the alabaster skin can only take so much beach time. <laughs> yep, totally. <laughs> so we did a mix between a beach and hiking, which was great. Nice. Was it just the two of you, or were your like parents there too? No, uh, it was just us two this time. My parents are actually going over in March, or my dad is at least, to go scuba diving. Um, That's nice. So yeah, I think my mom will go back over probably next time my dad goes or something. But yeah. Cool. Nice. But your how was your Christmas though? Good. We we're, we did not crack our hair until the twenty fourth, and then we had Christmas Day uh, at Chris's parents' house with his sister, brother in law, brother, parents, and us. And then the following day, we flew to Alabama to have belated Christmas with my parents. 
Um, and that was nice. So I got to see my pups and do the Bama thing. And yeah, so it's nice. You, and then we you came there back. for New Year's as well? Or did you come back before New Year's? We came back their 30th. And then one of Chris's parents' former students is now the ballerina in the Christmas parade at Disneyland. Oh, fun. And so we went to Disneyland on New Year's Eve to see her, but it got rained out. So, so we all got, we went to Disneyland anyway, but it was California rain, not fun, cold, miserable. So both parades, there were supposed to be two, two, both got rained out because I think if it's even the slightest bit of drizzle, yeah. like all the wigs and costumes will get ruined. So they just pull it. So, but it was okay. We had a great time anyway on New Year's Eve at Disneyland. <laughs> so, Did you ride Splash Mountain for one of the last times? No. Because we were, it was we were too wet and cold already. We were like, we're not getting wetter. <laughs> like, there's no way. <laughs> well, then I guess you guys just have to go back before January 23rd. How long is it closed for? Forever. Oh, the Splash Splash. Yeah, I know they're redoing it for Tiana. Yeah. So it's the last time you can ride like Splash Mountain as Splash Mountain before it becomes uh, Tatiana, uh, Tiana's Bayou. Oh, okay. Well, I've ridden it a lot in Orlando. So yeah. I do feel like. I've gotten my fill, so it's okay. <laughs> You're like I don't, I don't need to get I'm wet good. anymore. I'm an adult <laughs> walking around in like wet jeans when your butt of your jeans is wet for the next two hours or soggy shoes. It's just not what you're feeling anymore. Nope. And here, the one at Disneyland, you get so much more drenched yeah. than the one in Orlando. So I'm almost just like, no thanks. I wonder if that's because of how the logs are and how can you sit differently in the logs? Mm-hmm. So it's like a narrow weight situation because you're one in front of the other, not two by two. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just how they were built and the setup is just a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Ever so slightly. I don't know. I mean, there's no alligators in the one in California, but there are sometimes in Florida. That's I true. told you that once, remember? <laughs> yes. It's fun. If anyone's oh. listening to this, go on YouTube and YouTube alligators in Splash Mountain. And you literally see like the little <sighs> alligators doing their floaty thing with their legs out like this, like on the side. Oh my god! Like on like one of the like as you go down, it's like on the side uh pool, like on one of the turns. He's just like this, like living its best life. Oh my gosh! No, 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 no. Uh, uh. But yeah, that was our New Year's Eve, and then um New Year's Day, we kind of got did more on our house, which is good. We finally like now that Nutcracker's over, we're finally yeah. like working on our house. Um, Chris built like a china cabinet and a, a vanity for me, and a couple of bookshelves. Like we got a lot of stuff done. So that's good. Um, So we're finally like settling into our house too. So does it feel like now when you walk in the house, it feels like, okay, I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed by projects. I feel like here's a house and there's little things now. Or is it still like, oh boy. It's still a little, oh boy. Our kitchen is kind of still the last, it's going to be the last thing because everything has kind of congregated. Now we have to figure out which glassware is going to be put in the garage and which we're going to keep. Um, luckily, all our nice china glassware, all that stuff is now in the china cabinet. So that's good. Off the floor and in the china cabinet. But um, we're getting there. I'd say we're like 60%. Okay. That's nice, though. So that's But good. speaking of Christmas, though. So, guys, before our layoff after Nutcracker that we mm-hmm. did on Backstage Panther, we did record a podcast the week before Christmas in the yes. thick of Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. It was right after your surprise sugar plum. Mm-hmm. And then right, it was literally the day you got back. 
from your yes. surprise sugar plum. Like yes. you got off the plane that morning. Yes. Me and Tori had done our first or second weekend already of Prince and Clara's and stuff. It was like the, our Monday off because we were drink we drank a whole bottle of wine and got buzzed. Um, and we did a we did a guest episode. We had mm-hmm. Tori come on as our guest, but then you jumped right back into your Nutcracker there. Yep. And then we were in mine, and so we got a little delayed in what we were doing with our lives. Yes. But there, so <laughs> more like a- Katie got delayed in editing. <laughs> Well, no, because then like with the recording, there was a reason we didn't record the next Monday for some, oh, because the next Monday was Christmas. Next or the Monday day was after Christmas. Christmas, yes, yes. Or the day after Christmas. So, mm-hmm. and we, and the Tory, our Tory guest, we sat and chatted for almost two and a half, half hours. hours. Yeah. So yeah. that was going to be a two-parter for everyone to cover our bases. Then we got a little overwhelmed. So the next episode will be like a throwback episode. Yes. The next two episodes will be, that was a fantastic conversation. Deep, funny, like all the things. It was all all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. So those will be the next two. And the longer we chatted, the more, like, you know, like with Francesca, we chatted and right away we just got, she was just like, blah, 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 blah. Like Mm -hmm. real comfortable. I could tell like Tori, like, wasn't really sure like how we're doing it. What do we discuss? What do we say? How does this go? Like who leads yeah. the way? And yeah. then like a little bit in maybe half a glass of wine in or a glass of wine. in. it was, okay, this is everything's on the table. Great. Let's move. Let's, let's converse. Yes. And I liked it. It was fun. It was, fun. I agree. I agree. So those are two going to be two good episodes. What I don't know is if I will post them one a week or if I just might put them together, like one and then a couple of days and then the second one. It depends on how long you want me to space about. So I'm fine doing that too for that one week because I agree. Now now we go back to our regular scheduling mm-hmm. and we are both locked in our houses for the next six months because of work. Yeah. <laughs> or no more... I can just make it one long episode if no one cares. I mean, yeah. Whatever you want. We'll see what I do. Anyway. Maybe break it up too. Maybe one yeah. long. I don't care. Yeah, but they'll probably go up together. Yeah, we should probably release them the same week at least Mm -hmm. because now we have this one coming back and and everything. Mm -hmm. So you'll get two episodes in one week. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Right? Oh, boy. (laughs) Let's start to make up for our lack. But But it's a good one. It's a good Um, one. Tell us the story, Sean. So while – here we go. While we were in Hawaii, we were at – I don't know if this is actually appropriate. No, it is. It's funny. It's ridiculous. Okay, so <laughs> here's the deal. We go to Maui. That's where my place is at, Maui. One of the best beaches over there is known as like, it's called Little Beach. There's Big Beach and Little Beach. And Little Beach is over a huge rock mountain that you like. Just walk up a little trail, walk on over. Because Big Beach is like the main public one. This one's a more secluded one. And it's turned into culturally a clothing optional beach, we'll say. Got it. But okay. it's a mixed it's a mixed bag. Like it's like clothing, not clothing. Families still come over. It's because this side of the beach, the waves are perfect to play in and it's pure sandy and the waves never get too big whatever. The other side on Big Beach is Big Beach because the waves are very aggressive and I've actually seen two body bags happen on that side. Yikes. Yeah. So we go to Little Beach because it's just a fun vibe and it's like a bunch of hippies or like 
old nudists or new whatever or like families it's just like a no judgment vibe and it's chill like you can have your cooler with your like seltzers or wine or whatever and you're not going to be bothered Mm -hmm. and it's private and quiet and the waves are great and so we were over there and usually like because it's like this secluded side it's like whatever You, you you know you're like fending for yourselves and like the woods are all behind you and everything so we were laying there whatever like fully clothed well like in bathing suits and then I see three lifeguards run across the beach I have never in my life in 33 years seen lifeguards on this side of the beach because it's like the quiet <laughs> avoidance side because they know all rules and laws are being broken yeah kind of thing yeah and then all of a sudden we're like well what's happening and they run into the woods I'm like okay that's and then it's just like old people still boobs out old <laughs> men just like that have been baking in the sun, that brown leather, like I live here now for six months. Like just unfazed, laying out there, sitting on their chairs, walking by, and they're like, oh, I'm like, no, I was like, no one's gonna, your your laws are broken. Like no one's gonna cover. Nope. Okay, cool. So we're sitting there, we have drinks in our hands, and so we're like, maybe we'll put these back. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, a whole ENT, EMT co- group comes and I'm like okay something is happening something is happening something is happening and then all of a sudden we see a whole fire department come in their boots in their boots in the sand like trucking along looking (laughs) annoyed and then all of a sudden we look over and the lifeguards are walking out of the side of the forest with some naked guy who's stark naked just in tennis (laughs) shoes Okay. And he looks a little like three sheets to the wind. Yeah. And we're and we're sitting there and I'm trying like not to stare and like what's happening, but like I like want to know what's happening. So we're sitting there, whatever. The guy's kind of like stumbling. They have their little clipboard out. They're trying to talk to them. And then they're like, all of a sudden you see like one lifeguard's like, Do you want to put like some pants on? (laughs) The guy's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that would have been the first thing I did. Not just stand there in my tennis shoes naked, yeah. talking to at least 10 first responders on a beach. <laughs> Granted, no one else is phased. Right. Old old people walking by naked, unfazed. And <laughs> he must have been either so drunk or dehydrated or something. He couldn't put his pants on because he was so stumbly. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. This He was like trying to put one leg in like his swim trunks and then and oh, just like no. wobble. I was like this is bad mm. but then then all of a sudden he sobers up real fast and we're and i'm sitting there like my sunglasses on so you can't see where my eyes are like trying to be like what is going <laughs> on what happened because then we hear some other people talking like he was found like and he's all scratched up like scratched up all over and then someone's like no they found him, like passed out like in the woods and i'm like what the f- <laughs> oh, what is no. happening what is happening and then Finally, the fire people start to leave, and then some people leave, and then they're like, "You, you need to come with us." And he's like, "Oh, really? You need to come with us?" And he's like, "If I was him, I'd been so embarrassed. I felt, I felt bad for the embarrassment, but it was all, it was so funny. He was then, he was completely fine walking out, so I, no one was worried. But it was just like, never have I ever one <laughs> experienced something like that. Two, like the situation was like, I'm like, this is out of like." forgetting Sarah Marshall or something some funny or Adam Sandler movie like like this would have been like this it literally would have it looked like Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson 
Scott's character being found <laughs> naked on a beach somewhere in the woods. It just was, I was, I was like, what is going that's my story. That's my funny situation. Now, saying it out loud, I guess it's not as funny as I thought it was. But in the moment, I was just no. like, it's what funny. It's, well, yeah. yeah. So Aww. I've never experienced that. But he looked fine. And I. it was just the fact that like all these old people and young people just stayed naked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, not phased. Not phased. I was like, this is great life. Mm-hmm. I love. I love this for you guys. I'm here just worried about my alcohol in my hand that I'm not supposed to have. <laughs> you guys are living your best life. I think some of them are smoking weed as well being naked. I'm like, great. You have all these things out there. And I'm worried about my hard seltzer mm. in my cooler. Aw. So, yeah. How long were you there in, in Hawaii? We were there uh, the 27th through the 5th or something. Nice. So like ten days. It was it was nice. It was ten days. It was it was a very nice break. Getting back on the airplane. Oh, another story. Okay, so as we're flying back. Oh, I have a story. Okay, that reminds me. Go on, keep going. Okay, so as we're flying back, we were hoodwinked. We're pretty sure we were hoodwinked. So we're sitting in our chairs. Paul always makes sure he gets an aisle because he likes to put his legs out or whatever, and he doesn't like feeling claustrophobic or something. Chris too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valid. Completely fine. I. Yeah. Have been traveling so much last minute that I'm like, if I get a seat, I'm happy. I don't care. Right. right. So he's in his aisle. I'm taking the middle seat. The window seat's open. And it is for our red eye back to Columbus from Hawaii. Mm. And then this chick comes up and she's like, oh, I was going to ask. Um, this is my first flight. And I get really nauseous. If you would be okay if I like took an aisle. So I don't bother you guys getting up or whatever. And Paul just looks at me and goes, I do not want to be puked on. So we're like, yeah, no problem. We'll scoot in. It's fine. I'll take the window. And we, we slid in. And then she she's like, okay, thanks. Like, I just, like, there's seven of us and we're all split up on the flight. And I'm just like, I just don't like, I was like, oh, no. I was like, that's a very brave first flight. She goes, well, we're from Tennessee. And I'm like, okay, so you flew over here. So it's like your first, maybe first trip flying, possibly. Mm-hmm. She seemed anxious, worked up, whatever. Then we're on the flight. She's watching Hamilton on her little thing. Then she watches like How to Train Her Dragon. So like just chilling on her iPod. I'm like, where's this nausea you brought up? Why are you sitting so peacefully? Get your ass out of that chair. I want to see you up and down the aisles worried a little bit. Like, Play the part at least. (laughs) We were hoodwinked. We were for sure hoodwinked. She just didn't want to crawl in and sit and be, which is fine. But I'm just like. Oh, that's terrible, though. I mean, I got the window, so I slept against the wall the whole time. Paul can't sleep on flights anyway, so he just sat there, like, watching his, like, eight, five hours of movies. But definitely we were hoodwinked. When we got, I was like, he's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I was like, I want to say, like, great job on the flight. And he's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Just get get off the plane. (laughs) (laughs) So flying story for us, we were going to my parents, and... We of course we're on like the six forty five a.m. flight because especially during holiday travel I want to be on the first one out. So if there's a problem, you're on the first one. You know. So we get. To did the you gate. get? Did you get any problems flying? Because that, that really, was like no. the week of like messy flights for everyone. Well, we thought we were because we <laughs> were there. We're like literally ready to board, 
And the, the woman comes over the loudspeaker. She's like, so, ladies and gentlemen, on flight da, 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 to Atlanta, um, we're experiencing some mechanical issues. Could be an hour. Might be two. We're not really sure. Um, you should rebook. Like, no, like, no, just very, yeah, you should rebook. So then the line forms. We get in the thing. If you're missing a connection, whatever. So where everybody gets in the line and, da, 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 and it's crazy and people are calling and there's no more flights. And then she gets back on this thing literally like 10 minutes later. Hi, so um, just kidding. False alarm. Um, it's going to be like 20 minutes. We're going to board soon. <laughs> and we were like, good thing we didn't change our flight because we had a two and a half hour layover as it happened. And I was like, well, I was trying to figure out if we were still going to make it with the possible two hours. Oh, just kidding. Like, not like just, oh, no, just kidding. Nothing wrong. Actually, it's fine. Um, We're going to be fine. We're going to take off on time. Everybody was just like, but you just told us to rebook if we're going to have a connection. So there was that. So then we get on the plane and we're sitting next to, I'm in the middle, Chris is in the aisle. The window seat is, I don't know if she was a real influencer or a wannabe influencer, but there was the whole vibe and I'm an influencer, Mm -hmm. so I shouldn't talk, but she took, I counted 11 photos of her drink sitting on the thing and nine photos of her drink in the window and then like three it was literally a total of like 27 photos of her drink just of her drink <laughs> did she order like a cocktail or yes. something yes okay and but it, I, in I a was plastic cup fascinated by this i was just like i'm sitting there like we're trying to figure out okay is she like a real influencer or is she a wannabe and then she did like the thing in the window like 27 photos I wanted to go, honey, if you don't have it by now, you need to just give up. Like, I right? Just like 27 photos. It was very interesting. It's very interesting. I'm one of those people that if it doesn't look good, I'm like, oh, well, post. <laughs> because that's not your type of influencing. Right. But I'm the same. I'm like, oh, boy, that's a lot of effort. This is why I can't yeah. be like an influencer. Same. I just, I don't, I don't care enough. You're right. And, and, and I'm like, is it? Granted, I understand like when it's worth it, like my friend is one and I was like, if I got paid a thousand dollars for a post, I would take that time too. True. I'm not, and I'm not going to work that hard to do that, even though I know I should, because I'm a poor starving artist, but it's just so much effort. And then you get to situations like that and I'm too uncomfortable in social situations. Yes. To be that person. I get uncomfortable when we vlog in public. I can't. Just, Same. Like, like you do better than I do, but like, it's just no. <laughs> we might put on a good show, but like that when I'm in an, any airport vlog, you guys see me do for like the Sean and Katie show. <laughs> I try to do it so stealthily that I'm like, yep. how far away are people from me? Please, hopefully far. When I and I, that's why they're all very short little clips. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. trying to whisper and I'm trying to like, like I, I, I get so uncomfortable because I'm like, I look like an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry, guys. I'm not doing this because I think the whole world like has to see me. Like I'm doing this because it's fun and games. And I know people think this is ridiculous and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't take it seriously whatsoever. I mean, mm-hmm. I do. I, I mean, I do it for people. They want to see it, whatever. But like, I don't take myself like I'm an influencer serious. Right. And I'm just like, Paul, if I were doing it around Paul, he gets like, stop that right now. Just stop yeah. that, please. Stop that right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
but that was our that was our travel story. That uh, uh, surprisingly, day after Christmas, uneventful, no delays, no issues, and on the way back, no delays, no issues. So again, I think because we're on the first flight out, there's were you on to Southwest? That. No, Delta. Okay, yeah, no, we we were on um, I don't know United American, one of the red and white ones, red, white, and blue ones. I don't know, one of the two. Um, United's only blue and white, so you're probably on American. <laughs> We were on American. There we are. There you go. <laughs> never know. I never know. <laughs> and we were fine. But when we landed over, so the Maui airport, Kahului is my favorite airport I've ever been to because it's smaller. Half the things are open, like the like the breezeways and mm-hmm. the airport itself has like no, a lot of it has no walls. Yeah. That's so Long like, Beach. Yeah. I Isn't it just, I just love mm-hmm. it. It's like mm-hmm. outdoors, you land, it's warm and whatever. And it's like, very dated like it's like the rock pebble wall fit like cement yeah. it, which i love mm-hmm. we land and we get there and they're ticketing their and their uh baggage claim it are like side by side almost like you go through the baggage claim right to the ticketing center we land and we're like oh like it's surprisingly pretty empty like we, we got off the planes and we were walking through and we had no issues and then we go down the escalators like the baggage and we're like hmm Mm-hmm. it's a show down here and we saw like the southwest sign and the customer service and it was just like and bags were everywhere and we're like oh, oh. no we just felt so bad when we walked yeah. through because we were like we had no issues and we're like let's go get our rental car and go to our condo quietly and it was just like it was so empty Ugh. but that i was like oh no oh, yeah. it was it was wednesday tuesday wednesday or tuesday whatever it was when like the southwest was really hitting the fan mm-hmm. but like the whole island was empty i was surprised there was not more tourists or travelers yeah like we it was weird and then coming back was like one of our flights was really empty mm. hmm. yeah we had some baggage issues on the way like it took 45 minutes for the bags to come out that was our only other problem but yeah we i i fly delta when i can delta or american do you know delta has a 20 minute um guarantee for bags? I believe so, yes. Oh, no, no, 45. It was um, 45 I, minutes. And I also believe uh, Alaska does too. Check your thing, because if they were not there within like the time span, then you just call them. You say, my bag is not here around this time, and you get like mileage. Oh, I didn't yeah, know just, that. Yeah, just like pop up like what their um, baggage guarantee is. I will. Is. I will do that yeah. for sure. Um, and, then, and they'll give you like a like a half lighter or something hmm that's interesting um i want to see what stories we have from people um so i sent you this but i didn't oh speaking of stories okay so sorry not to bash the story thing but i was going to send this to you today when i got it a couple days ago and i missed it someone um caroline i won't say more information for privacy reasons Someone on Instagram, her name is Caroline, sent me this <laughs> Urban Outfitters promo. Nice. I don't know. I don't know if it's real or fake because I didn't take that much time to investigate. But you know how we've always said mm-hmm. ballet should be like Urban Outfitters. You spend a lot of money to try and look like you're, you know, poor. Mm-hmm. Um, it is literally under the models doing ballet area. And it said, and just look at this. Ballet. Oh my gosh, it's a it's whole, a whole 
Oh. Bally inspired. I don't know if you can see it with the light. It, they look inspired. homeless. They got holes uh, and things. But it's that ballet inspired trend. Yeah. Thank you. I said that in my latest YouTube videos too. I was talking about audition mistakes and I was saying you've got to like show up presentable, no holes in your tights, hair slicked back, all the things. And I said, then of course you get to be a professional and you look like bag lady. You look homeless, (laughs) but in your audition, you got to look professional, which is not actually professional because professionals don't look like that. But what is that's really bad. So it's okay. So this is real Urban Outfitters attire, and it is. Oh, what is this? And that's I, terrible. I'm like, oh, I wish we I had love... vision for the pod. I know. Well, they, you could probably record some of the video or whatever and post it. But it's just like, I love they're like, oh, ballets, like let's make it fashionable. But I'm like, why make it look like the homeless people on the street? I mean, I know I look homeless half the time when I rehearse, but like, come on. And then put real dancers in it. There's so many real dancers that would love that job. That's the biggest thing. I know. Did I so read my... you this last time that they saw you dance yes. in Columbus? Okay. They bought us they bought tickets for my for mine and Tori's print show. Yes. Um, okay. The other one we have a guest idea. Um Mar wants us to have Sasha Radetsky on our podcast. Which you and I are both acquaintances of his, so I think. Okay, we should- <laughs> yeah. Keyword there is a acqu- acquaintance. I'm not. I mean, he and Chris text like they're friends. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was like, I, that sounds like Chris is, is closer than I am with him. Yeah, I worked with him. Yes, I worked with him. We're but- always friendly when we see each other in passing. Me and his wife are very friendly. Yeah, I guess we have mutual, and we have a lot of close mutual friends. Yes, it'd kind of be like the same as Christopher Wilden. Like we're acquaintances. But you're actually... Oh, no. That would be... I can call Chris on the phone. Okay, well, then there you go. I don't have I don't have Sasha's number. Oh, so Chris does. Yeah. My Chris See? does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're a little he bit different He even texted there. us and, like, wished us congratulations on our wedding. Like, he... Yeah. He's a, he is one of the loveliest people... Yes. ...in the ballet world. So mm-hmm. quiet. So quiet. Yeah. He just kind of like, because he's famous. He's so famous in the ballet world. And he just kind of like, even at YGP, kind of comes in with his little folder. He does his thing. He leaves. He's not very flashy. Yeah. Stella is either. Stella just walks around like a queen. Like she's. I mean, can we not? Like, come on. She is. And the worst part is. She is so sweet. I know. And kind. I was like, you can't look like that and be that nice. (laughs) Stella floats. She floats around. (laughs) Like, she just floats. It's just like, they're like the quintessential ballet couple. Yeah, They're just just, pretty. Oh, my God. When we were filming Flesh and Bone, I just remember one of uh, my, who I was paired with for all of it, uh, she was like, I just look at him. And do you get, like, that wolf eye stare and just, like, get distracted? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like like His eyes are, are, are two different colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you like look yeah. and he has like very wolf-like eyes. And she's like, you just, I just get like really, I just like yep. focus for a second. Yeah. It's like Maria Kurowski and Martin Harvey too. Maria just so Martin. striking. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. They, when they first started dating, we were all like, oh my God. Like, it's just like the pretty, like she's like 5'10 and stunning and he's like Mr. Brit. And it was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just... Just really pretty. I mean, I'm down to have Sasha. Do you think he could deal with our show? 
Are Maybe. we too cash? We might be too cash. <laughs> I don't know. He might, he might be okay. Okay. No, I mean, yes. Here's the deal. It would be him being very professional mm-hmm. and us egging him ra- on <laughs> randomly <laughs> rambling on. I'd be like, Sasha, before you go on with us, just have like three beers and yes maybe four (laughs) and yes i want you like partially intoxicated for this and then you'll be on the same normal level as me and katie yeah (laughs) yep yep and and by the way i have done every podcast stone cold sober like i (laughs) oh i haven't i I don't i just yeah i'm drinking a double espresso martini right now oh that's nice but it's decaf because it's bedtime because it's 9 45 here yes i still have to teach too by the way so. Um, okay. Well, we'll work up to Sasha. Yes. We need a little lower level situation. Yes, little, lower level little, situation. Not even lower level, just a little more cash. We got to yeah. start a little more cash. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Ashley. Oh, Ashley. I love Ashley. Hi, Ashley. She, you remember she was our cruise ship girl and I've had her, uh, I yes. had her summer intensive. She's amazing. Um, she says, I love when you spoke about partner fails and doing multiple shows with the same casts. Um, that's a great one. She also likes, you mentioned how much more fun it is to do shows with a variety of cast. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine how bananas we could get on cruise ships? It's the same shows and casting for six to eight months. Plus most shows we do it twice a night. They're oh really, God. she said, I mean, we're really comfortable with each other and it's really clean, but we were so over some of those shows by the end of the contract. It also led to some epic trick shows towards the end of the contract before the dance supervisors would come on board for a cast change. We got real creative, but I can save those for another time. Ooh, I want to hear those. Yeah, I want to <laughs> hear those too. Ashley, if you're listening, I want to hear about these trick shows. Trick shows. Mm-hmm. I just remember at Phantom, Phantom people were... People didn't really play games so much on Phantom. I, okay, so I did think we could play games, and it did not go over as well as I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, we, when I was there... Sorry, it's Sean. Hi, Sean. Oh, hi, Sean. Hey! Sorry. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, bye. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Phantom, when I was there, our Meg was pregnant, and so when she left... They brought in because she would be gone for three months after her pregnancy, giving birth or whatever. They brought in, brought on like a full time replacement for that mm. medical leave time instead of using the understudies to push up. Right. Um, and so they, they brought on the Meg replacement, and uh, Deanna was there. Uh, she was from she was actually from Kansas City Ballet, mm. and she was brought in. And she was lovely, and we got along really well. We were both like fresh out of ballet companies and whatever, and, and very playful. And great. And I thought a funny thing to do. Granted, can we just say half the cast of Phantom hated me? Let's start there, which is fine. Oh dear. I was young and new and didn't know the theater world and I didn't care. I was having a good time and I worked hard. But then whatever, here nor there. Um, I thought a funny thing to do because we were back. We're in that era in Phantom of like all those legendary ballerina stories of like, you know, the two two lie down fire. Right. The whole like glass and point shoe situation or whatever mm-hmm. so i yep. the girls do so many quick changes and meg goes out of her point shoes and her point shoes or whatever and we all quick change like the same quick change room um on the stage floor so i wrote which is i wrote in big letters glass on like rectangle pieces of paper 
and I put him in her point shoes, thinking <laughs> it'd be funny. Like, cause she was the new, like, it, yeah. it was a little bit in and we had some good rapport. Yeah. It went over fine with, with her. She thought it was funny and giggled, but everyone else thought it was like one of the worst things someone could do. Mm. How could you think that's funny? Blah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, this is where I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just not talk to you. We're done. Mm. I'll stick to the three people I know. But I was like, I thought that was hilarious. Because it's not and real yes, glass. <laughs> right? It was on pieces of paper. And I wrote glass as a funny joke so that she would see it during a quick change. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. The other. Wrong, wrong, wrong choice. Old, strong, but wrong, I guess. It was a strong, but wrong choice. <laughs> strong the other wrong. old ballerinas that were there that were way older than did not like it. Mm. And then some of the ensemble people didn't like it either. And they're like, so upset and like disgusted. I thought that was funny. And I was like, well, that's why I didn't do it in your shoes, obviously. I did it to someone I, I, I had also a think with. With Broadway, when you're doing the same show over and over and over and over and over and over, you got to do something. Right? Well, yeah. that's like my friend Kaylee, um, Christine, my friend Kaylee was in Panta with me, not Valerie and tall Kaylee, but little young Christine Kaylee. She and the Raul at the time, Jeremy, like Jeremy was a huge like frat bro who was I can doing see well that. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like this this guy was a frat bro and it was loved it. It was fine. Um I saw him do fun. Raul, I think, several times actually. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He would have been oh actually he would have been when you mm-hmm. were living there still at the end. Mm-hmm. Um and so Jeremy was doing it and she would do it and him and Mary Michaels, not even the other, not even Kelly, but Mary Michaels, the other Christine, would giggle and like it was like a competition who can make each other break on stage <laughs> as Christine and Raul. And like, so like during Masquerade, I would, I, I would stand there and watch and start giggling. Or if I was doing like the servant guy at the time and not the man, woman dancer or during like just all this stuff or during El, Mut- El Muto, but like things happen. And I remember Mary Michaels and Jeremy would start giggling. Cause they would do random stuff to each other. Like when you're not facing, like when you're facing away, you would mouth something to the other person. Cause you know, your mic wasn't on or whatever. Yeah. You do think, and my friends in Wicked, they used to play um, like jets and sharks on stage <laughs> during <laughs> during loathing, uh-huh. and they would like figure out way like when like like anytime they would cross because they had like the feathered pens and their books, they'd be like, see when they could shank someone or like who's shanking each other tonight on stage with the feather that you have, or it's like, I'm you just did random stuff like you that. did random stuff, yeah. Did you ever do that in the ballet? Because we did. I don't uh, remember. Probably I not. Remember- Actually, you guys, are, you guys are probably way too serious. At PMB yeah. during Nutcracker, I'm, my friends they were in the flowers. They started putting Oragel numbing cream on their lips. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> and it would be like <laughs> just drool. <start> <laughs> That's terrible. Because <laughs> they were trying to smile when their lips would go numb. I remember doing. Garland dance like the first time Beauty went with I think Robbie it was Robbie and he was still in the core and I was still in the core and any time you know like when she pricks her finger and Carabas goes ha 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 and runs off and then the- there's that like very long section where the townspeople just run around like scared like yes yes Robbie at that point took it way too seriously and like 
would run back and forth and like shake people and be like, oh no. And like to the point where we were all laughing. And I don't know if he was like serious or being funny, but I just remember like having to face the back at that point because I couldn't keep it together. Watching Robbie run back and forth in the park. <laughs> In the part, and I think half the time too is when it was his sister doing it when Megan was Aurora, and he would just he just took it so I could I couldn't any point at that point. Um, party scene too, I feel like sometimes in Nutcracker, things yes. would you know when it's your eighty seventh show of party scene or whatever. Yeah, we used to have like a telephone game sometime during party scene mm. at P and B that we like a word would be said or something as we like walked around trying to like figure out. If everyone, like one person would start and we would mm-hmm. see how many people would learn the word throughout the party scene. So you had to say it to someone and they had to pa- and see if everyone got the right word. Yeah. And then during Cinderella ballroom core at PMB, mm. I remember at one point, like we're like in our big circle as pairs frozen for like the clock tips. Yeah. And at that version, like the ding, the big chimes, the whatever, it was like a press lift above us when the girls like look down and we spin and put them back down. And I would say some of the most adult humor sentences to my partner (laughs) when I had her up above my head. And I just remember I said something once that I will not say right now. And I just looking down at me, just got this (laughs) because she was like, it was the most unexpected random thing. And then like, usually like you, I felt like their arms push on my shoulders. And then I just like, it was just like a rag doll in my hands. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and we're coming back down and we're B-plusing and we're posing. <laughs> uh, I remember like doing snow, but like having to have a theme of the night because as apprentices, you don't get an alternate. So it would be 46 in a row. Yeah. And so they would be like, all right, tonight we're going to do it as Disney princesses. Pick your princess. And of course, it was just mental. But you got through it. Or I'm going to be a jewel tonight. I'm a ruby. I'm a sapphire. I'm a, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't remember any big pranks because I feel like that would have gotten you fired. One time we had the monster dude, the lead monster dude in Firebird, intoxicated. Like he had had quite a lot before the show. And he ended up like falling or getting sick in the wing or something. That was really bad. That was really bad. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was bad. Um, and I feel like maybe sometimes some of the Drosselmeyers would keep things interesting. Like, I can oh. remember, like, Robbie Robbie LaFosse doing, like, weird things to keep you on your toes or, you know, just just being funny. He was always very professional, but he was funny. And just to, like, wake you up or something, just, like, do something weird. Just, you know. But I don't remember anything else like we were all too the whole company is like do or die so yeah once once the orzes came oh there you go <laughs> got a little more cash and lacked for certain things with oh but but it was weird everyone was so professional and so serious but then there'd be like like the telephone game during party scene yeah but it only happened after certain dancers certain principles got pulled out of party scene from doing Frau and Stahlbaum mm. that then it became a little more fun and casual, but yeah. still like, like everyone always did everything. Like it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe that's why I talk so much on stage because I grew up around it. Yeah. Yeah. You like, talk to I'm me a, a lot when we're to get, when we're dancing, Yeah, which I'm I enjoy. Ch- 
Fully. I'm a chatterbox. <laughs> fully, fully chatting. <laughs> you're like, okay, we're all, we're halfway done. I remember you saying in midsummer, you're like, we're halfway done or something. Yeah. Or you're like, love you. Like, before, oh, that's what it was in Kansas last year. Before every time I did my solo, you'd walk me around, sugar pump, walk me around to the side, be like, love you, have fun. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate you right now because you don't have to do one. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, because I'd have to do one for no. Kansas. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I do remember one time at Pete and Pete, we were doing uh, Ralph Monsky's DSCH. I might have said this story before, but for some reason, we the men could not stop giggling, mm. like shaking, laughing, giggling. And it's during the pot de trois girls, like hard thing. And like, we're all like in lunges, like looking at her before we like, do like our little runs and go to our, and I just remember the girl was like, shut the f- up. And I understand why she's doing really hard sh- yeah. And we are not. And I can't remember why. Someone must have slipped or almost fell or something. One of the boys must have like, st- like slid and or slipped. But it was just the funniest thing to us. And we were giggly. And she was not half. Mm. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. So I was like, I, that's the one. T- yeah. And one time I got yelled at, which I, really pisses me off, too. Mm. By this old principal who was like getting pushed out at the time. She hated me. She, I also had to go to HR against her and say she's creating a hostile work environment for us and the young dancers because she was terrible. Mm. She came off one time during a show and she yelled at me and she said, I'm sick of hearing you on stage when you're, when I'm, I'm sick of hearing you when I'm dancing on stage. I can hear you all the way back, back there in the wing. And I was like, I was downstairs in the dressing room until right now i don't Mm. watch i don't watch you dance because you're ugly and you're a (laughs) you said that no i was i literally said i'm downstairs i was downstairs in the dressing room but i'm like 18 19 Mm -hmm. being yelled at by this 40 year old woman Mm. like i'm sorry you're unhappy but like if you're on stage i'm not watching you Mm -hmm. i hate you you're a terrible human being. So whoever was talking in the wing while you were d- struggling for your solo, it wasn't me. I'm nowhere near because I could care less. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't yell at me for your issues. Yeah. It yeah. was probably one of your f- friends that is louder than I am. But because they're your friend, you don't care. That's true. Ugh, I hate her so much. Mm. There was one time I can't remember. You know, Four Seasons. Jerome Robbins is Four Seasons. Have you ever seen that? I've only seen the clips of it. Yeah. I, I was winter. Or I was in the winter core or some. I, it had to do with winter core. And I can't even remember who was doing the lead. But some of the winter core, I remember specifically I was not one of them because I was too new and too afraid. Started laughing at something and like messed the principal up. And like, I don't know. They got such a lecture at that. Because it's like, oh, she went and complained. I can't even remember who it was. But it was it was really unprofessional. And she mm. went and complained, rightly so. And they got a lecture. But I was I mean, involved somehow, but I wasn't involved. Because I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. This woman. Oh, good Lord. Mm. Yeah, once I went to HR, I said, this is a hostile work environment. For these reasons, I cannot function and do my job correctly when she is in there. Because one, she speaks cruelly to us. Two, how she stares and looks at us continually, knowing that she's hoping we fail. And then what she says to us on the sides is making it so I now I possibly could be fired by how I'm doing my job because I'm failing and 
being like self-sabotages yeah from stress mm. yeah when she was like i'm sick of hearing you i was like i'm never around you because i hate <laughs> you like if if you said this to me in the studio yes probably me because i'm stuck there and as if you're dancing i'm stuck on the side <laughs> of this but we're in the theater and i yeah. am a whole ground floor below you if you're on stage unless i'm about to do a quick entrance which at that point in time when she was dancing i was like I'm either on stage having to work myself or I'm gone. If mm. you're on stage, I'm nowhere near you. Mm. I just, oh, I couldn't. Mm. Um, so we have another story. He says, guesting horror story. Well, it's actually funny. So this ballerina and I got hired by this small studio in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest to do Sugar and Cab. They got a huge grant from the state to bring us in and we were paid too well and it all sounded like a dream. They rented out our costumes from some company in New York City. For the record, I'm 6'4 and very thin. My sugar plum was also very tall. Um, When they asked for our measurements, they only wanted my waist size. We arrived the day before and try on our costumes. I looked in the tag and my tunic and it said the name Albrecht. (laughs) <laughs> I could only guess that at some point, Dan, Daniel Albrecht probably wore it looked very similar to that of City Ballet costume. For those of you that don't know, Danny is amazing. He's a powerhouse, but he's what, 5'7", five, 5'8"? Five, and his, this guy's 6'4". We'll say 5'8". Yeah. We'll say 5'8". I try it on and it fits perfectly around my body. I, I'm snatched to the gods, but it is the length of a crop top. And we have 12 hours to somehow make it at least eight inches longer. So somehow the manager of the production found a costume mistress in town and they drove us to a trailer park in the middle of nowhere. We enter the trailer who has about 10 cats and porcelain dolls everywhere. I thought we were going to be murdered. Somehow she made it longer and we ended up having a great time with that weekend and everyone was so nice. But I think from now on, I'll always bring my own costume. Always. Always bring your own costume to be safe. Mm. Don't trust anyone mm. ever when you're mm. guesting. Mm. And he asked that I don't that. say his name, so I'm not going to say his name. I'll cut it out. But that okay. is quite the story. That is my fear. Mm-hmm. And that is why I will always bring my own costume. Yeah. Because it is the worst feeling mm-hmm. when you get there and you're like, oh, I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. no. Yep. I remember I brought my own costume with me and Megan were guessing for a nutcracker. Oh, at Manitowoc, where Megan a murderer was Megan a murderer, yes. We've heard, where we yeah. could have been actually murdered. Uh, it's quite a gig, I, Sean. <laughs> right? They were lovely, though. Um, it was just funny. And I, the tunic I brought was like an ice, steely, gray, blue thing. It, it was our Ballet Imperial, P&B's Ballet Imperial principal costume. Mm-hmm. And I brought it because I'm like, well, this will go with... Uh, Megan's like bright purple plum whatever and it it won't clash and whatever the sets are and everything else but the woman there uh the artist director it wasn't flashy enough for her so she tried to put me in and she's like the boys have worn this before like they've worn this one before and I'm like it was like a maroon I don't know I was like one that would look terrible with Megan's purple tutu that you're fine with and two uh i can't this one won't i can't wear this like i'm i got big shoulders mm-hmm. i'm not like i was like no nope i got big shoulders not going on and it was a crop top for me <laughs> and i was like no, no no i need it like i got a bubble butt i'm trying to cover up as well like so i need it to like 
the bottom like i want to my hips at least it was above my hip bones and i'm she's like it's fine i'm like no no <laughs> it was like the bottom of my rib cage like that soft spot i'm like yeah my white tights are like an inch above the bottom of this tunic not wearing it nope not an option nope she's like are and you what? sure are you <laughs> sure it really looks nice it looks great on stage i'm like one it looks like it's from the 60s it's been around the block too long and two <laughs> Crop top. Well, what what people forget too with guys' costumes, especially tunics that they have to partner in, a they have to lift their arms over their head, so it has to be long enough to not come up when they lift the arms over the head, and it has to be loose enough to be able to lift your arms over your head and go back down and go back down. Yes, because otherwise, if it's snug and you, I go up for a press or anything, and then it's stuck up there, and I bring my arms down, and then you have that <laughs> little crop top, and then everything up here is like poofy, and I'm like. It's like when you it's like when you you walk into a hot tub and your bathing suit fills up with water. Yeah. That's what it's like. And you're like, no, no. Nah. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, bro. No, bro. Not up uh-uh. for that. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like what a lot of people don't know is that men's tunics are often in two pieces. The undershirt. The good ones. The good ones. The and good the ones. and the overshirt. Yeah. The 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 it to to be really good, it should be in two pieces. Not always. Yes, I want sleeves and I want the vest part over it. That's also though for um tutus too as well. Like mm-hmm. I remember like at PB sometimes and I, even here, if we rented a costume like a set of costumes for a ballet that we were it was, was staged on us or whatever, not built in house. Unless that tutu is built on that woman and it's a hard and it's a hard zone tutu, I'm like, oh, this is miserable to partner. Because if it's a hard like when the, the bodice is sewn to the tutu completely like hard edge and it's not built for that woman yeah it throws off where my hands are mm-hmm. and it, then it's like it goes a little high or what i'm like this and so then you're like partnering the bottom of the rib cage more than what you know, i'm like i was like nope i want a two-piece tutu when i'm partnering you i want yes. the separation so then also like you can move in it as well unless it's made for you like yeah and only you yeah but like when you're renting yeah. I just remember all the girls used to bitch about that when anytime you got hard sewn ones because they didn't because they weren't ma- built on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Partnering, oh, I hated partnering a hard sewn too too when it wasn't built on the girl. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had a costume horror story. I did. I remember going in for somebody for Serenade, and it was a last minute deal, and she was about four or five inches taller than me, and so <laughs> they put me in her thing, and they're like, "Well." Don't worry about it. We got more. Stand on the stool. So they, she went around and just hemmed it with scissors. Yes, I remember that vividly. She's like, we got more. It's fine. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just complete cut with the scissors. Just go. I mean, I guess it's just a very thin tulle skirt, but that <laughs> only at City Ballet would that be allowed to happen because there is probably a rack of more Serenade costumes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. They're like, sure. oh, this is quick and easy. Just chop it off. It'll be fine. Um, and I, if you also don't know, costumes get shared. So I think we had, what, five sugar tutus for 15, 16 women. And so you're kind of like, there's the, the Sterling Megan one and the Jenny Winger Catherine Morgan one. And, the you know, <laughs> like you're different. You share. You and share. you get, it gets mixed and matched all the time. I remember, yeah. So I always have to wear like, the biggest boy's version of this part of my costume and the middle boy for this part. But mm-hmm. I need then like my extra large tights. And it's like, yeah, 
I'm always a mixed bag for those for costumes. Always. Like for for the costumes we wore at Alabama, I wore Bold's big undershirt, the one that he wore, Bold and Stonko, like the biggest PB Chaipa sleeves section. But then I wore the small the small boy vest. Yeah. Always. Because you gotta make, yeah. You, but oh what costume? Oh wait, there's a co- oh speaking of chopping things up, when we were doing flesh and bone, because oh, God bless them, they did they there was a big learning curve at first on uh wardrobe there for like dance attire. Oh yeah. So when we went in for our first fitting, like before we started filming, it was like the girls were like in black leotards, pink leg, leg warmers, the knitted bun covers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> for us men, it was like compression shorts which were fine like i and then like all my sweats were like drop crotch sweats i'm like these are really cool but i can't dance in this at all yeah and they're like well we just spent like and it was like i mean they went to like urban outfitters and bought a <laughs> and i'm like of course and i remember i wish i would have stolen this pair of sweatpants all the drop crotches then got sewn to high crotch sweats on us but i remember we were doing the contemporary dance sequence scene in like rehearsal like the modern rehearsal and they wanted us to look more contemporary in our outfits then. Mm-hmm. So some of the girls got to wear like tight, like crop top sh- shirts or like a little like t-shirt over the lid or whatever. And I remember one of the girls, Nadia, was there. She was like in her costume fitting and she was telling us afterwards and she goes, no, I was in there. And they they gave me like this kind of like loose shirt, like, oh, we don't want to leave one to this. Like we need like a crop top. We don't really have any. And she goes, they walked over, grabbed a Yumiko leotard. And just chopped it in half <gasps> in front of her eyes. And she was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> because she's like, we're all poor starving ballerinas. And those are like 80 bucks, night, who, what, who, whatever. Yeah. And she was like, don't do that. Oh, my goodness. It was, And they were like, oh, this is fine, right? This is the right color we want, this cream one. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. That's terrible. Well, th- this is why we were the most expensive TV series stars ever did. Wow. That's crazy. Just cutting. Just cut up and in then, Yumiko. Right. And then one of the guys, uh, one of the other principal guys, not Sasha, he made a joke when he goes, I don't walk into the studio unless I'm wearing at least $2,000 worth of clothes. And it was, and I was like, we all laughed and giggled. He goes, no, I'm wearing all my warm ups are $2,000. He had these like designer muscle oh tanks that are like hold and everything. And like this Dior, I'm like, Wait, really? (laughs) (laughs) You finally we had to tell them like we can repeat outfits and warm ups. Like we do that. That's what looks what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I want like the same warm up pants I can wear in different episodes. Like just give me three pairs of sweatpants and I'll rotate through them. (laughs) And like like all my shirts were like custom cut down, whatever. But when he said he I was like, he's like, in this bag. Yeah, all the girls like dance bags were bougie. Everyone's, I was like, I wow. had like a backpack and like just designer bags thrown around. Oh yeah, because that's what we all use, right? But yeah, no. Oh my goodness, Nadia was like, they cut a Yumiko. <laughs> that's like that is a big no no. <laughs> like, do not, do not. Uh, well, we're at time, Sean. We're like over an hour now, so I think we'll wrap it up. And next week, you're getting two episodes. Of our time with Tori. And then we'll be back on track. So we love y'all. Keep sending your stories. Ashley, thank you. And please, Ashley, send us some of your 
cruise ship trick show stories. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.